On today's episode of the Aggie Wagon Podcast, we're going to be talking all things election. As eight of nine state house seats in Doniana County end up going to the Democrats, Gabe Vasquez wins the race over Yvette Harrell for New Mexico's 2nd Congressional District, and the supposed red wave never materialized. We're going to dive into why here in a few minutes. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about New Mexico State basketball. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Aggie Wagon Podcast, a place for New Mexico State men's basketball skeptics, fanatics, doubters, and really anyone who likes basketball. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. Let's shoot the breeze. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. We've got a great show for you guys today. I'm back in our studio in the Las Cruces Sun News' recording room, recording this podcast, and as I'm putting it together, we have a great show in store. We're going to recap New Mexico State's 101-52 win over New Mexico Highlands Monday very briefly before looking ahead to Saturday's game at UTEP in what's going to be a major test for the Aggies and a major test for Greg Heyer. Then we'll have Mike Peake drop on by a little bit later to help preview that game, talk about why he returned to New Mexico State this season and his Chicago connection to a couple other players on the team. So let's jump right into it. On Monday, New Mexico State beat New Mexico Highlands 101-52 to in the Aggies' season opener. New Mexico State shot 53% from the field, 36% from the three-point line, and only 63% from the free-throw line. But the Aggies were able to hold the Cowboys to under 30% shooting from the field, just 20% shooting from deep, and the Cowboys didn't exactly help themselves, only shooting 55% from the free-throw line. Turnovers continued to be a slight issue for the Aggies as they committed 14 turnovers to Highland's 14 turnovers. Although rebounding did take a substantial step forward, the Aggies nearly out-rebounded New Mexico Highlands by a ratio of 2-1. to one. The Aggies out-rebounded their opponent 47-24, to 24, up substantially from their exhibition game against Western New Mexico last week. And Greg Heyer was substantially happier with uh, the way that his team played overall in this game. Now, it is kind of difficult to assess just how good this team actually is after beating a Division II school by 50 points, because let's be honest, it'd be kind of a disappointment if they did anything less, and it'd probably be a little bit concerning if they did anything less. But the Aggies can definitely rest easy knowing that they handled expectations against Highlands, but they are about to have a massive test Saturday against UTEP. Now, the most important thing I think about this game is the venue. This is going to be in El Paso, uh, not in Las Cruces, as the first game of the series was last year. It's going to be in El Paso. UTEP is doing everything in their power to sell out this game. They've already sold over 9,000 tickets as of Wednesday. Uh, Capacity for the arena is a little over 11,800, so they are flirting with the sellout for this game. Uh, They're even doing their 915 promotion and selling some tickets for $9.15, which I personally love, and I think it's kind of funny. And UTEP is going for its first sellout since 2016, and UTEP is not a team to be taken lightly. They won 20 games last season in the first year of what was obviously a rebuild under Joe Golding, 
they took a massive step forward and massively overachieved considering all of the obstacles that they had to face and, you know, having a new coach and bringing in the new players that they did, all of the talent that they brought in and trying to mesh that whole thing together. Uh, but last year, UTEP was obviously a step behind New Mexico State. This year, UTEP's going to look to take a step forward. They were picked to finish eighth in Conference USA. I think that they are grossly underrated. Um, I think they are going to have a shot to finish in the top three in Conference USA, and I think that they'll have a shot to potentially even put themselves in position to win the Conference USA tournament if they get a little lucky. I don't think they'll win the regular season title, but I do think that they could give themselves a chance to maybe shock the world a little bit and get back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, UTEP opened their season in Austin against the University of Texas, where they lost by 15 points, but they kept that game kind of uncomfortably close for the number 12 Longhorns for honestly quite a bit of that game. Uh, they were within single digits of the Longhorns in the final 10 minutes of the game before Texas ultimately uh, pulled away late. Jabari Rice, the former New Mexico State Aggie, who's now playing for the Longhorns, actually had a had a couple of big plays and hit a couple of big shots in that game to help Texas kind of seal the deal. Uh, and, he, and Joe Golding even joked after the game that he's happy that he's never going to have to see Jabari Rice anymore uh, after that game. Well, assuming that they wouldn't meet in, say, the NCAA tournament or something like that. But UTEP did play fairly well. They forced Texas into 15 turnovers, which is really kind of where I want to start and why I think this matchup is going to be kind of challenging for New Mexico State. And it, it really comes down to the fact that it's a contrast of playing styles. It's a gross contrast of playing styles. UTEP's style of play is entirely revolved around forcing turnovers. They want to make you as uncomfortable as they possibly can. They want to play a havoc defense, you know, that old 40 minutes of hell that Arkansas used to play during the 1990s. And they want to try to force as many turnovers as they possibly can. And they're a turnover bus defense. That's kind of the way that they're built. Um, they're, they either want to force you into a turnover or they're going to end up giving you probably kind of an easy look and you know whenever you're going to send whenever you're going to send the dogs after ball handlers and you're going to pressure them possession after possession it's going to test the other team's offensive playmakers are they going to be able to be composed enough to make the plays that they need to play to win the game UTEP I don't think is particularly great offensively New Mexico State is but on the flip side of that New Mexico State has had turnover problems they had 17 turnovers against Western New Mexico, and they had 14 turnovers against New Mexico Highlands. That's 31 combined turnovers against Division II opponents. And Greg Heyer has outright said that he thinks turnovers are a concern right now, and he's said that this is something that they really need to cut down on. And last year, uh, in the first game between New Mexico State and UTEP, UTEP forced 16 turnovers. They only lost by six points, which is you know, you can't really look at the score for that because that game was a lot more of a blowout than the than the final score ended up indicating. UTEP hit a couple of shots late to kind of end up pulling a little bit closer, but the game itself wasn't necessarily close. And then Jabari Rice had to hit that shot in El Paso last year. The Aggies played better in their second game against UTEP. They only had nine turnovers, but neither time did they play really particularly great. 
And of course, Greg Hire is not Chris Jans, uh, but Joe Golding is still Joe Golding. So you know what you're going to get out of the minors. You know that you are going to get a pressure defense that wants to force you into as many turnovers as they possibly can. And that's the problem that New Mexico State has right now are the turnovers. Of course, this is also going to be Greg Hire's first real test as a Division I head coach. I wouldn't exactly call their season opener against New Mexico Highlands a test, and I wouldn't call their exhibition game against Western New Mexico a test because New Mexico State won both of those games by 24 and 49 points respectively. So this is going to be a test for the Aggies. Make no mistake about it. They're going to be going into what could possibly end up being a sold-out Don Haskins Center to play against a rival in their second game of the year with a head coach who has never been the head coach of a Division I college before. And this is going to be, I think, kind of one of these early moments where we... This is going to be the first benchmark for this team. This is going to be the moment where we kind of get a feel for what the Aggies are like, how they're doing, uh, what kind of team this is going to be, and really how they respond under pressure. Because they have two massive road tests coming up. This is the first. Uh, They play UTEP Saturday, and the next Saturday, they go to New Mexico and to the pit. So they are going to be tested right off the bat. In fact, they're actually not going to come back to Las Cruces until November 30th, when they're also going to play UTEP. So they are absolutely going to have a rocky a rocky road ahead of them. Uh, Greg Heyer has remained confident that he thinks his team can handle this. He thinks that he has the guys here. He thinks that he's got enough veteran players. He thinks that uh, his, his guys are going to be able to block out the crowd noise. And he even said that he's planning on sharing some of his experiences as an assistant coach at Wichita State and LSU whenever the Tigers would go to places like Kentucky or Auburn or Alabama uh, and kind of sharing what it was like to go through some of those environments and come out victorious on the other side. But enough about that, enough previewing. Let's go ahead and play our interview with Mike Peak, our guest of the week, who has a couple of things to say. Mike, it's good to talk to you. How you doing, man? I'm good today. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. So uh, first off, as always, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, I think the first question that I have for you is probably, uh, you know, something that a lot of Aggie fans have if, you know, maybe they haven't uh, read some of the things in the offseason or they hadn't heard some of the stuff. Um, but you are one of three players from last year's team who made the decision to return. Why did you decide to come back to New Mexico State? Um, honestly, I felt I felt like that the fans won. And I felt I didn't feel like leaving. I didn't feel like it was right for me to leave. Uh, the fan base here is actually one of my, my favorites. You know, I love the fans here. I, I play for the fans. I feed off the fans' energy. So for them to, to have to want me back, it, it's a lot. I appreciate it. Now, the playing style that you guys have this season, you know, it couldn't be a bigger contrast from last year. Uh, you know, last year with Chris Jansen, the roster that you guys had, you know, it was much more centered around, you know, like, you know, controlling the tempo, um, you know, maybe limiting your possessions, uh, really slowing things down in the half court, playing good defense and winning a game 65 to 61. You know, this year you guys are really blow and go uh, as many possessions a game as you can push it up the court. Um, really emphasizes the idea of individual playmaking. Uh, 
Uh, how do you feel like you're adjusting to kind of this new style of play? Um, I feel like I'm adjusting well. I've always wanted to play fast. Um, through every every team, I played fast. With my high school team, we played fast. My AAU team. And Coach Greg Hire is familiar with some of my AAU coaches. So when he first got the job and stuff, it was just like they was telling me about his playing style, and I felt like I could benefit a lot from it. So it's good to get up and down how we want to. And really, any night can be anybody's night the way we play. So. Now, you and Coach Hire, you had kind of had some level of familiarity with each other before you came to New Mexico State, uh, correct? Yes, sir. Can you kind of talk about that a little more, uh, what you guys know about each other? Um, all right, so our first time ever meeting was my freshman year when we played at LSU. Um, granted, they blew us out, but uh, me, and, me and Coach Hire exchanged words a few. You know, it wasn't no no big, nothing big about it, but it, he was just telling me I was a good player, and it, it's crazy that he knows how, how many people I know. Like like I said, when he first got the job, a bunch of my, my AAU people, some of my family was like, hey, you need to stay. He's a great coach. So, you feel me? Those are people I, I look into, like, for wisdom and stuff. So, if they telling me I needed to do it, I, I did. Now, this is whenever you were at Georgia, correct? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Um, so kind of looking at some members of this year's roster, you know, not only are you, did you have, you know, some previous connection to Greg Hire, or you were at least familiar with him, um, but you, Xavier Pinson, uh, Kwaye Gordon, and DeShondre Washington, you were all familiar with each other or at least knew who each other were um, from back in your days in Chicago. How crazy is it that all of you guys ended up in Las Cruces together? Yeah, it, it it honestly really is crazy because all of our high school teams are rivals. So, like, when we playing each other or when we did play each other, it was nothing nice, you know. So, it, it is actually crazy now because one in particular, Quiet really grew up with my younger cousin. And I didn't really, like, we hung around each other, but at that time it wasn't. We went to different schools. We was rivals. So it was like we was all taking that stuff serious. Now that we all together, it's like we can laugh about it. We can talk about the good old days. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is. So flipping to the basketball side of things uh, here for a second, uh, you guys opened with that win against Highlands on Monday. And uh, whenever I had the chance to talk to Coach Hire, you know, he expressed that, you know, after the Western New Mexico exhibition that you guys had last week, he was a little bit frustrated with some of the turnover issues that you guys had. And he was kind of frustrated that you guys didn't play better on the boards. Uh, he was much more pleased with the team's performance on Monday as opposed to how he was uh, last week. How would you assess the way that the team played on Monday? Um, I definitely feel like we could have did a lot better on defense or a lot more, like put a lot more effort on defense. But, um, I mean, I feel like we did pretty good. Um, we got great looks at the rim, great shots. Um, one of our main keys is getting to the paint. We did that about 56 times. You know, we got like main keys going into the game. You know, shooting percentage has to be a certain one. You know, three-point shooting percentage, paint touches, defensive paint touches. I, I feel like we did good overall, though. And that's just a build-up into what's to come Saturday. 
Now, you know, we can't really beat around the bush here, uh, or excuse me, we can't really sugarcoat this, I should say. Um, you know, obviously there's a very sizable difference in just the overall level of athletes between a Division One school and a Division Two school. You know, it's it they're two right. totally separate levels of play entirely, and they're you know recruited differently and everything too. Um, so. How are you guys able to kind of judge your performance and evaluate the way that you played and maybe even get a feel for where the team is at right now um, going into the UTEP game when, you know, you come off of a win where, you know, let's be honest, you know, you guys win by 50. And I think that's kind of what everyone expected going into the game. Mm -hmm. um, I can say one thing our coaches always tell us, no matter who you plan, play the right way. So um, as far as our, our playing style, I mean, the way we played, I feel like, like I said, we got a bunch of open shots. We passed the ball great. Um, Deshondre moved the ball well. We're going to get X into some into some uh, stuff on the offensive end to get him going throughout the season. And it's just, I, I, I really don't know what to expect from UTEP besides them playing hard. And I know they got some, some great guys. Now, don't get me wrong, that's a great D1 team. And I just feel that. But, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a great game, though, for sure. Yeah, so looking ahead to UTEP, you kind of look at, you know, the, the, the way that each of your teams are built. Um, UTEP is built to, you know, really play – you know, 40 minutes of havoc defense, you know, I'm thinking that old Arkansas, you know, 40 minutes of hell. Um, they want to pressure you as much as they can. They want to force as many turnovers as they possibly can. And, you know, they're really a turnover or bust team. They're either going to force you to turn the ball over or they're going to end up giving up an easy look. You know, that that's, that's kind of just, you know, the way they play, that kind of all or nothing playing style. Um, you know, the, the, these first couple of games and, you know, I think every team in the country is kind of struggling with turnovers right now. But, you know, Coach Iyer has said that, you know, he really wants you guys to clean up the turnover issues as well. How do you guys kind of prepare for what you're going to be going into um, against UTEP, knowing that what that team's identity is centered around is, you know, maybe an issue that the team is struggling with right now a little bit? All right. Um I'll say in practice, to something we do to help us get going or, like, as far as, like, how they how UTEP is going to pressure us, our scout team does um, the UTEP stuff, and they look over all their defenses and all the offensive stuff, and we actually get to play them through a whole practice. So it's basically like we're preparing for UTEP, and we're playing our teammates at the same time. But they're playing the UTEP style of defense and offense. So it's like it, we have to mentally prepare ourselves for both you know, defense and offense. And then we play with, like, 10-foot sticks. So our our guys have sticks, and we're going against the sticks, like passing the ball. We're getting up and down against sticks that make people, like, 10-foot tall, 11 feet tall. Like, it's hard. And I, I ain't going to lie, that's one of our most challenging drills, but I feel like it's going to make the game a lot more easy. Now, I know that you, obviously, being at Georgia before you ultimately ended up at New Mexico State, uh, you've played in some of these really, really challenging road environments. You know, you, you know, you've gone to Kentucky, um, you've gone to Tennessee, and you know now Auburn and Alabama. Now that Auburn and Alabama's basketball programs have really taken off, um, as of uh, I believe as of Wednesday, UTEP had announced that they had sold 
9,000 tickets to Saturday's game. And I think the arena holds somewhere around 11,800. Um, so it seems like you guys are going to be walking into a really raucous and a really hostile atmosphere um, in, uh, in El Paso. How do you guys mentally prepare for what you're about to walk into, knowing that this is going to be your first, you know, huge test of the season and it's coming in your second game of the year? Um, well, for me, it's just staying humble. You know, I try to get this off to the team as much as possible because I know the experience between the MNU games, the UTEP games, whether it's football or basketball, it's going to be a, a tight-knit game. You know, it's going to be down to the wire, last shot, end of the buzzer. Like last year, Jabari made the three-point play to, to, to take us home for the buzzer beat. Like, you got to expect some every game is, like, with that caliber team, you know, it's just not going to be a cakewalk. Right? Like, some some guys just think it's going to be, or some guys just think it's going to be, like, we just talking too much or we fear them and that. You just, just got to be ready for every possible outcome. I've seen it happen a good way. I've seen it happen in a bad way. All right, so uh, last question that I've got for you here. Um, what do you feel like are just kind of the biggest keys to success for you guys to knock off uh, UTEP on Saturday? Just, you know, what do what do the Aggies really need to do well if they're going to go into a very, what what seems like is going to be a very hostile environment in El Paso and come back to Las Cruces with a win? Uh, from the jump, I'll say hit first. You know, we got to come out with some energy to make them think like, like, dang, they really want to play. They really here. You feel me? I'd rather hit first than to get hit because getting hit, going down 10, 10-0, 12-0 at the beginning of a game, it, it can be hard to come back depending on how the game is. Uh, I'll say another thing I'll say is defensive stops, holding them to one shot. Um, you know, they like to crash the glass a lot. You know, last year, they had a bunch of offensive rebounds over us just from from crashing glass offensive rebounds. Um, I say guarding the ball, uh, keeping our man in front of us. That's going to be a, a huge key. Um, I say getting stops and executing our offense. I feel like we got a good offense. Any anyone any one through five can score at any position at any level. So I feel like if we're running our stuff right, we're unbeatable. We're unstoppable. We're going to get to the basket. We're going to get a three every time. All right, Mike. Well, I appreciate your time, man, and uh, best of luck to you guys on Saturday. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Folks, that's going to do it for Season 2, Episode 3 of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, be sure to leave a like if you enjoyed the podcast. You can follow the Las Cruces Sundews' NMSU basketball coverage on our website, and you can follow me on Twitter at StephenWag22. That's Stephen with a PH. Be sure to like, like the podcast, leave a review, leave a comment, reach out with any suggestions that you might have, all of that good stuff. And until next time, I'll bid you folks farewell and happy trails.